Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Joe. Hi, Oliver. Look at look at you. Uh, I can look at you all unkempt. It's the uh, it's the this is the coronavirus, <laughs> Joe. This is pandemic, Joe. Uh, and and it you is pandemic, Joe. You're actually you're actually more kempt than I remember. Well, I have a mustache going right now. Just it's my uh, it's my Corona stash. My pandemic stash. Um, you know, we're making light of something because I think that's about all we can do at this point. I don't know. Um, you know, nobody knows what's next. And and the main thing is people are fighting for life and they're battling life and death, death situations. And so we're, we're lucky at this point, knock on wood, to not be infected. But, but who knows where this thing all heads. So I'm in my basement launching a podcast with Oliver Hudson. Uh, during a pan right. during a pandemic, I, I don't know. I feel like podcasts happen <laughs> and they're consumed during transit. If I'm ever going to listen to a podcast, I listen on an airplane, in a yeah. car, whatever it may be. And now nobody's moving, and you and I have the brilliant idea of starting a podcast. Well, our timing has always been impeccable. Yeah, you know, but you know what? I think people can walk on their treadmills. And listen to okay. us. I think people can get on their stationary bikes or their Pelotons, not a sponsor, uh, and they can listen to us. You know? And, and guess what? I'm happy to be here doing this with you, talking to you. If anything, this will just bring us closer as friends and maybe even closer to a wife swap. That's what's, that's the uh, ultimate ambition of this is, is uh, <clears throat> some sort of yeah. wife swap. I mean, I just revealed that to you, so. Wow. I don't really know how to respond to that publicly. Well, I get a vibe from Michelle a little bit. Oh. Um, oh. You know, and remember, remember in Cabo when you got jealous because she was touching me in the jacuzzi? No, I did. I have to, I have to, I have to admit to that. <laughs> I did. I'm like, why are you constantly touching uh, oh, Oliver's it arm? Was, it was, it was so good. So, so Joe and I, um, we, we met through my sister and then we started playing golf together and he, he, he I'm lucky enough to be invited to this tournament down in Cabo. Uh, that is uh, very fun. And, um, over the years we've grown very, very close and, um, we were partying and having a good time and we're in this, this jacuzzi and Michelle just sort of touches my shoulder very innocently and 
Joe snaps too. He goes, what did you say? You said, why would you stop touching him? <laughs> That's how I said it. <laughs> yeah, it was very angry. Would you stop? All of a sudden, I'm Paul Lind. Like, you're like, but stop touching him. Yeah, would you stop touching him. No business like show business. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was it was a moment. I, I think at my core, I am an insecure, jealous type man. I think I'm oh, getting God. I think I'm getting yeah. better. But I think I come from so far in a hole on this that I'm just getting mm-hmm. to about ground level. Uh, yeah. With everybody, I'm with else. you. I'm I, with you, dude. And, and the fact that I am insecure for a thousand different reasons, I think uh, 999 of them will be revealed over time on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think what that's say, what would you say? Your what would you say the biggest one is? If you could pinpoint one, I mean, you don't have to get into the into the web, but what would what would be the root cause of most of your insecurity? I think if I didn't follow my father into this business, I think I would be able to stand more upright against criticism that I'm inevitably going to get being the national guy and not being at big games rooting for either team, which then makes you appear to be rooting against both teams. I think if if I wasn't my dad's son, my dad's been gone for 18 years now, uh, I think I would be able to just say you know, shut up. Who cares? I'm doing these games. I've been doing mm-hmm. them for a long time. And, you know, I- I'm here. You're not. But I think when you get into it and you're a Hall of Famer's kid, uh, and I still think of myself that way, even though an entire generation doesn't even know who my dad was, most likely, unless they're real hardcore baseball history fans or football history fans, uh, I-, I think that's where I get tripped up. Um mm-hmm. And and then you bring in other ancillary things like being the fat kid growing up, being a balding right. guy in my thirties, being uh, even before that, probably mid twenties, being mm. whatever it may be. But I think all that stuff, at least as a professional now, filters into me being my dad's son and me struggling with that. Was your dad bald? Uh, not really. Where where did you get the loss of hair from? I I got it. I think most genetics that I possess come from my grandfather, <laughs> my mom's dad. Now, my mom's dad was a stud. My mom's dad played in the NFL, yeah. played for the Chicago Bears, played for George Hallis, oh, wow. was a great athlete, great man, was in the United States Navy during World War II uh, and was regarded as, as a man's man, whatever that means. And so I'll take a lot of that. However, he was mm-hmm. bald. And he died with mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. So I've already got the bald part down. I'm just waiting for Alzheimer's. And that's why I'm friends with you. You're six and a half years younger than me. I want you to just keep me honest. And if I'm starting to go down the second part of that, no. the Alzheimer's part, I just want you to shove me gently over a cliff. <laughs> you're whip smart. You're uh-huh. whip smart. You're quick. When I, when I see that, that, that edge start to dull a little bit, I will... I will definitely tell you, okay. but we we're, we have a similar similar situations. You know, you talk about insecurities, and mine stems from my family, of course, as well. It's the expectations that I put on myself. Really, it's not about them. You know, it's a choice. I've made the choice, the negative choice, to sort of say, "Ooh, everyone in my family is famous." <clears throat> 
and I'm starting out in this business too, and why can't I be as famous? And then there's always the sort of insecurity of people are going to think I'm not as good as Kate, as good as Wyatt, as good as my parents. I will say, though, I'm 43 years old, that that has diminished. It's not fully gone. I don't think it ever will be gone. I think that insecurity will probably stick with us to some extent until the day that we die. I think we can use that as a as a tool, though. You can spin it. You can turn it around a little bit. You know. Yeah, and you and I, I know we've we've talked about this enough, and I've talked about this with your sister. And mm-hmm. I was friends with her before I became friends with you. Now I'm a thousand times better friends with you. But, I, I mean, Kate deals with this, too, on, on her mm-hmm. own level. Um, but, but I'm not complaining about it because I would not have been doing what I did at a young age if I wasn't my father's son. I wouldn't have been prepared of because I was around it my entire life if I wasn't his kid, if he didn't take me everywhere. I considered him my best friend. And I think on some level... Yeah. He considered me his best friend because he always wanted me around. Now, he was doing his own deal, but I, I'm not bitter about it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that when I – and I'm not complaining, and I don't want it to come off that way, but I think my mm-hmm. inner insecure voice is fixated mm-hmm. on the fact that I got started but as even somebody's the f- son. Right, but even the fact that you said I'm not complaining is an insecurity that you think people will listen to this and think, oh, Joe Buck has it so good and he's complaining. Absolutely, but I, th- I think that's, totally. I, that's human nature. I get that. I get that. I totally get that. But I think and, that's uh, human nature on any listener's part. If they, if they are going to tune into our podcast going forward, the last thing they want to hear is Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson or Oliver Hudson and Joe Buck complaining about how hard they have it because they're famous people's offspring. No, I, I totally get that, but I think there's a misconception of that because I've grown up with that. I see Kate deal with it, especially with social media now, right? Just because someone is rich or famous, you know, it seems like they can't have feelings in a way. Like their life can't be shitty. They can't have insecurities. They can't have problems. And the minute that they complain about it or voice it in a public arena, you know, you get annihilated for it because, oh, why sh- what's, what's wrong with you? You know, look at what look what's going on with everyone else in the world. You have a silver spoon. That is true to some extent, but that silver spoon can turn to rust. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes along with that, and we all have uh, we all have our our issues, and they're they're specific to us. There's no reason why we can't have insecurities just because people know who we are. You know, I, I did a, I did a show on Directv a couple years ago, and I ended up interviewing 50 top flight in some cases hall of fame athletes and what i came away from interviewing these 50 people with uh Mm. whether it was michael phelps Derek jeter troy aikman who's one of my closest friends uh natalie coglin a great olympic swimmer whatever right on down the line 50 different people different sports is everybody no matter how much success they've had has massive insecurities and has gone through something in their life that has shaken them to their core and they've been able to kind of get past it and in Mm -hmm. most cases Wayne Gretzky succeed or whatever it might be and uh you know Wayne Gretzky was shunned as a kid mainly because he was so friggin' great at what he did that other parents were kind of rude and and nasty to him as a as a little kid it's a small Mm -hmm. example I'm just saying everybody's been through something 
And it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much fame you've accumulated. It's it's the human condition, and we're all mm-hmm. going through it in our own special which, way. Which I'm fascinated with. The human condition is just a fascinating thing to me. you know. And that's why I wanted to do this with you, this podcast, is the sort of male perspective on some of the deeper things i think i mean is it is it going to be crazy and funny and stupid for sure but you know i think you and i are are pretty sophisticated guys yeah you know you know yeah we've got some all of a sudden you're doing larry david mocha joe (laughs) (laughs) mocha joe Uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I just um, think the the fact that you and I are unlikely friends, mm-hmm. come from completely different backgrounds, operate in completely different worlds, yet we've develop this friendship that has grown over time i guess most friendships do and now we can use whatever skills we've accumulated doing what we do in our other lives to combine for this podcast is fun funny mm-hmm. and could lend itself to some interesting um to some yeah. interesting conversation and well i well look with 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 your relationships too and with mine but especially with some of your relationships in the sports world you know as far as our guests go it's going to be pretty fucking epic. I mean, already the people who we have lined up, it's like a, it's like all star shit for me. You know, you you live in this world, you get to see and meet these people and know these people. You know, on on the daily, um, some of them I'm sure you don't, but for the most part, like actors for me, you know, it's cool. It's 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 interesting. I, I'd like to see what's you know hear what's in their brains. Uh, but when I get to sort of have conversations with some of the guests that are going to be upcoming, I get fucking nervous. You do? Like I'm already, oh, I'm already nervous for a few of these people where I, where I have on sibling revelry. I've not been nervous one time because these are amazing. You weren't nervous have- talking to the property brothers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say nervous. I was a bit intimidated. Okay. You know. But if you were seated two, and it, go ahead. Well, there's two of them, you know. So if I take one out, I got another one coming at me. That, <laughs> right. So it was just a little bit intimidating. If you're but, seated <laughs> at a dinner party to go with back to what you're saying, you're in next to you is Daniel Day Lewis. You're not excited, intimidated, no. nervous. You don't it depends what movie he's doing at the time. So now, if, if he's, he's sitting Link- there, sitting right, there is Attila the Hun. Right. Well, if he's Lincoln, it's one thing. If he's my left foot, it's another. If he's there, will be blood. I mean, I don't know who I'd be getting. You know, that's a good question. If you were sitting down next to Daniel Day Lewis at a dinner party, in what in din- at a dinner party, in what role would you like to sit down next to him in? <laughs> because he is a method actor, right? So you would be you would be getting the actual character. Correct. I think it's fan- it's I- a fantastic question, <laughs> and I think I would lend myself toward. I I would want to sit the there will be blood guy. That's what I was gonna say too. It's just dark and weird, and uh, it's good. Yeah, my boy, my boy, I abandoned my boy. <laughs> I, I abandoned my boy. 
<laughs> All right, off to the bowling alley. Uh, I have. <laughs> exactly. Let's go bowl that's a few like, frames. That's my favorite fucking scene when they're trying to get him to repent. Because I, ab- I abandoned my boy. I abandoned my boy. <laughs> God. But Lincoln would be an interesting t- conversation, right? <laughs> but anyway, my point is, is that yes. If 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 Michael Jordan was on our podcast, I, I, I'd be I'd sh- probably shit my pants. I don't know what I would. I, I, oh come on! I would have to. I would take. A, I would take a beta blocker for sure. Really? Probably. I see for Jordan, and and I'm not saying I wouldn't be a bit nervous, but again, I've been around him a couple of times. In fact, he was at a football game that we were doing in Carolina in Charlotte, and Aikman and I found out that he was there. I was like, let's go say hi. So at halftime, we found out what luxury suite he was in and literally walked halfway around the stadium to go say hi to Michael Jordan. I can tell you we have mm-hmm. never done that for any other person right. who's in <laughs> right. the stadium. Like, you know, McCartney, you name it. Although that would have been cool yeah. too. But yeah, but Jordan, and he's just a guy. And I said uh, I said to him, I, was tra- I actually went over there to try to wrangle him into doing my aforementioned uh, DirecTV show. And he's like, oh, man, everybody knows way too much about me. I'll never do that. I was like, okay, anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of the game. Yeah, and then but, we left. But, but it was nice. But, but you were lucky because you had the Aikman buffer, okay? You so had I brought the Aikman him. Aikman buffer, right. So you have a Hall of Famer, you know, who is introducing himself and you to a Hall of Famer. So right. it was a nice bu- – it was a Troy buff. You had a nice Troy buff right yeah. there. Yeah, right they now. do the Hall of Fame handshake, and there's mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And then I come mm-hmm. in – around and off to the side mm-hmm. and I asked him to be on my show and I still got rejected but you know it was it was a nice okay. uh, it was a good you, effort by the way the fact that you even asked is bold as shit yeah you know? I mean I've already texted a few people for this show that I thought we'd be like I'd get texts right back and it's been six days I still haven't heard anything and but that's you know, on feel, them uh, that's that's shitty I mean if and in, in some of these cases <laughs> You know, I'm not it, complaining. It, it makes you insecure. So let's get to your insecurities, which I know other than being <laughs> Kurt and Goldie and Kate and Wyatt and blah, 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 blah. What, what is your oh, main right. insecurity within that? Like, why, why are you so uh, weak hmm. when it comes to not getting a text <laughs> back from somebody who you're asking? It's like, oh, my God, I've overstepped. I, I don't. No, you're misinterpreting this shit. I, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sleepless at all. You know, I, I kind of don't really give a shit. Meaning, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Only because I am the worst at texting back myself. You know yes, what I mean? Like, true. I am. I, I am. I'm a lot of things, but a hypocrite. I am not. That is my pet peeve. I don't understand how someone can do one thing and then rail against that 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 same thing that you do that that person does themselves. I don't get that. Well, so, that's good. That that's self aware of you to know that you're a horseshit friend and somebody who yes. doesn't text back. Yes, and it yes. doesn't matter what. It, it doesn't matter yeah, what's the topic. You are. That's why I'm most, friends with you, though. That's oh, why I'm friends with you. God, that's why I'm friends with you. It's horrible, and it's genetic. Your sister's the same way. I assume if I texted Wyatt, he'd be the same way. You know who gets back in your family? Kurt. Yes. Yeah, I know. Kurt is the greatest responder uh, in the history of cell phones. There's just no doubt about it. But here's why I love you. 
Because I don't want to be friends with anyone who's going to get upset with me that I don't text them back right the fuck away. You know, it, 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 there's no reason to take it personally. I'm just doing other things. Or I see a long text from someone. It takes like, oh, one God. second. No, no. What are you some- doing? What are you doing that you cannot open your phone? Now, there, certainly you're getting texts from people, I understand, that fall into the category well, of maybe in two days I get back. But there should yeah. be certain people that, unless you're disarming a nuclear bomb, you should be able yeah. to get back on a text and go, hey, man, little busy, or hey, man, yeah, Dude, ha, 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 haven't, ha. Haven't you ever seen a text or gotten a call where you know you should pick it up because it's your mother or whatever or you or me and you're just like i'm just not in the mood to even have a conversation or to even open my mouth right now or to even fucking have a thought to type letters into a phone i don't want to think sometimes i have those moments i'm like i'll just do it later and then maybe i forget and then if i do hopefully that person doesn't take it personally you know and think like oh he hates me because that's their problem not mine so I just turn it around on the other person. If how they do don't you, like me, then then that's then that's their problem. How do you guys, as a family, actually interact? Because you're all like these two bit psychologists, yeah, the, psychiatrists. Uh, you're, you so all we, 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 like attach extra meaning to everything. I'm just looking to get a response. I I'm with you on the. I don't feel like talking right now because talking takes a thought that has to come out of your mouth that has to. Yeah. It combines <clears throat> effort. But come on. Just say, hey, <laughs> I'm busy. Talk to you later. Uh, okay, fine. I will next time. Thank you. You're so butthurt by it, though. <laughs> is, that, is that politically correct nowadays? Can you say butthurt? No. No. Because you can't, right? No. I, if I'm you, You're I'd look sore. outside your window right now because people are coming to arrest you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> So going back to these uh, athletes and and by the way I, I I don't I don't want it to just be you know actors and athletes I think you know again it's called daddy issues you know it, it's going to spider off into many different directions but the but the idea is is to get sort of this perspective on what it's like to be a father you know but the but but not not from a, a book not from a book you're going to buy like how to be a dad or how to raise your children. I just love this idea of the authentic sort of grit of what it's like to be a dad, to be a son, to be a husband, to be all of these things. You know what I mean? And I and I and I lo- I, I would love and I hope that we can get real answers and real perspectives from some of these mega mega athletes, actors and whoever it is that we have on our show. You know, because it's I think it's something that is is underexplored. Well, if we bit. don't, if we don't, it's my pledge. Two things: if we don't get real answers from somebody, then we're not good interviewers. And right. if even after our best efforts to get real responses, if those fail, then we should trash. We, we trash it. We don't. We don't. We don't run it. No. 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 Or we just rip on the athlete and just talk about what an asshole they are. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great podcast. Uh, what you're about to it, hear, yeah. But no. I also, I, I also want to get, I also want to get people on though that are like, you know, experts in the field. Some just, you know, also just random 
random dads too, random people, people who have just regular gigs, you know what I mean? Who are, who are trying to make their way through the world and try to be, and trying to be the best father that they can be and how they go about it. You know what I mean? We're, we're all super fucking lucky. Let's, let's, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're very, we've been blessed, you know, um, there's a lot of people out there, most people out there who, who have real shit going on and uh, who have to try to manage their time. You know, they, a lot of people don't have the time to be a, the best father that they can be. You know, they have to sacri- sometimes they have to sacrifice that. They have to sacrifice being a parent, you know, for the good of their entire family. You know, that's, gnar- that's gnarly, gnarly shit. I mean, especially because I am, being a dad is my number one priority in my life over career over everything the amount of tv and movie things that i have not done just because i I needed to be with my children i did not want to be away from them you know there's a lot of stuff because uh the raising of my kids is is my number one priority and i think that i'm hyper vigilant about that because my dad you know kind of left the scene when i was 11 or 12 and I, i just always wanted to be there for them so now it, it's honestly uh it, it's become <laughs> a little too much sometimes like I feel like even if I miss one thing or I, I, I'm not uh, I'm not up to speed on the homework or I don't take them here I don't pick them up from here I've got this feeling like oh I'm not I'm not I'm doing them a disservice which obviously is not the truth but that's guilt and I'm I'm the same way I think I mean I think it's there's some guilt in there and then there's your own personal story that you carry with you that you don't ever want to be in that category of not being there for something important mm-hmm. and that's hard and and mm-hmm. like you say there most people walking this earth aren't as lucky as us and have to make real sacrifice when it mm-hmm. comes to being at different events for their kids uh, because of work and because of of trying whether it's daddy or mommy uh, trying to make ends meet. And so mm-hmm. now as we sit here during this coronavirus and people are unable to go to work and mm-hmm. everybody's been brought together under one roof again, if if there is any silver lining in any of this, mm-hmm. at least for me mm-hmm. personally, it's, ca- it's caused me to slow down. It's caused me to, you know, I've got two older daughters, 23 and 20. I've got two young boys that are about to turn two, twins. And everybody's been brought together under one roof. Family dinners. We played a board game two nights ago. I mean, I've never done <laughs> Dude, any of that stuff. It's fucking crazy. I, I, I last night, um, I cooked steak, and um, we sat around the table. And I realized that almost every night since we've been uh, in the house and quarantined, we have had a family dinner sitting around the table and we had maybe done that five times in my, with, with my kids. Yeah. It just never happens. Everyone's running around and it's fucking crazy. But we're sitting down and we're having meals together, which is really great. You know, playing board games. We played Candyland last night for money. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the, <laughs> my kids like to play for money. I've, I've started them very early with great. that, you know. And it's not just quarters. Like sometimes with Bodie, because Bodie, my my middle kid, loves to fucking gamble. He loves to gamble. <laughs> Where's he getting money? 
Well, he's earned money just oh, from allowance and certain bets that I make with him. Certain, oh. you know, Wilder and Bodie. It's like if you do this, I'll give you this, or you know, if you can ollie off this two stair and their skateboards, like I'll give you one try. You get one shot, and I'll give you twenty bucks or whatever. You know, stuff like that. Have you done that? If you stay out of mom and dad's room tomorrow uh, until eleven a.m., I'll give you ten dollars, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. No, no. Anyway, my, my, my point is is that it is it's a silver lining is is there. I, I I I get you there. You know, I mean, but there is a <laughs> there is a negative to that too because I think there's a lot of families who aren't used to being together all the time. It works very nicely when when mom goes to work or dad goes to work and they have their routine. You know, now all of a sudden that routine is broken. It's like holy shit. Like, yeah, we all have to be together right now. We're not used to this, you know, <laughs> and that can that can look bad too. It can I mean, look can bad, be... but I don't know how the the long term of that is. Well, dude, good. there's there's got to be, be corrupt. It's got to be good in the end. It's got to force some sort of resolution. I think everybody just kind of goes oh. along. That's that's what divorce was for me. You could, Re- yeah, way... resolution or divorce or divorce though. Yeah, but I've because, been through that. Like, and the easiest thing a lot of times. First of all, a lot of people can't afford to get divorced. Secondly, it's it's the path of least resistance, and making a major change like that is so difficult to do for the two married people, and then for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, by a factor of a million. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying everybody's kind of living their own life and passing and eating. I used to eat standing up and I, I would never sit down. And I just feel like this stretch here has forced everybody to just pull the plug out of the wall and just calm the fuck down mm-hmm. and look at each other in the eyes and put your phone down and actually interact and I think in the end, I think only good can come out of that. I really do. And if, mm-hmm. if it's so bad that you can't exist at the same dinner table, then, well, then you need you to know. make a change. You need to make a change. Right. Then you, then you know that, oh, wait a minute, all of these issues that we've been sort of burying have now come up Yes, yeah. we are forced to be together. I think so. And it's hard. I mean, I'm not saying that my wife and I haven't been at times over these past three weeks at each other's throats or, you know, my daughters did haven't you, come did over. you guys... Uh, did you guys do it last night? No. What? No. I, even after my pep talk with her. No. I, I, in fact, I, if I was going to blame one thing, I'd blame Netflix <laughs> and Tiger King for this. Because after twins all day with no help uh, or little help, by the time everybody's tucked away and dinner has been had and then you know, some sort of alcoholic beverage has been consumed. It's like, let's just sit here and watch this debacle unfold on Netflix. Yeah. And just by yeah. the end of that, it's like you're falling asleep and, and that's it. You're so done. Tiger King doesn't make you horny? <laughs> really? Because there's a part of, there's a part of it that, uh, you know, there's a small part of me that wants to raise big cats. I'll just say that, you know. Are you being I honest mean, right now? There's something you're being honest right now. No, I mean no. It's just I, it looks fun. It looks crazy. I I love the crazy shit. It's like what you know. First of all, uh, the guy with like the harem of women. Yeah, that guy's amazing. What's his name? I think it's Joe, isn't it? What are they? Doesn't he, is his name Doc or something? 
Doc. Oh, Joe. No, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. That's your, that's your, can we steal that for your podcast name? Yeah. I'd like you to refer <laughs> to me as Joe Exotic. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you couldn't be further from Joe Exotic. Uh, no. I mean, I'm closer to Joe Exotic than you are. Way closer. I could see you walking around with a, like a, leg, yeah. a leg brace, a holster, yeah. a mullet, a hat, yeah. an, maybe an, a missing tooth, ring. maybe a missing yeah. tooth, eyeliner, uh, mm-hmm. and just, you know, railing against Carol. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it for now, Joseph. More yeah, I'm going to I'm going to uh go back to making these Twitter videos of play-by-play of people doing mundane things that I've been doing. <laughs> but I'm over I 10 know. million views. It's my only interaction on the internet and social media that's, that's been positive. But that's ama- that's pretty fucking amazing though, by the way. It's crazy. People are starved I'll, for some sort well, of activity. I'll, I'm going to go back to uh singing random songs on live instagram i know we watched you the other night that was amazing yeah it's your song choice it's your song choice that gets me it's all about song choice so you know you have to you have to you eat about 10 milligrams of cannabis and you have to sort of find the right moment the right high right when you're sort of on just on the peak and then come and then up you with go the songs, and then belt. Then you go live, right? There's a timing issue with this. People think that it might just be easy to do. It's it, there's a timing issue, but you know, I am I am constantly finding outlets, cr- trying to find creative outlets, yeah, for sure. And yeah. that and that's why this is fucking fun, and I'm excited to be doing this with you right now. Whether people listen to it or not is it's not up to us. It's up to them. But uh, I'm, I'm they'll just be better for excited. it. I mean, of course, people Joe. will grow people. That's what I like is giving people something that they can hold on to and then grow with. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like a like a weed seed. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, no, not like that. No, 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 no. Um, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I just this will be fun. And so now what do we here's the part that kills me. So you hmm. download these podcasts for free. Mm-hmm. I still don't get and then leave a review and uh let us become yeah, no. a part of your look, weekly look, life okay yeah look 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 I, i'm no pro but i have i i have a, a podcast called sibling revelry with my sister kate hudson and uh name it's drop been, it, it's name drop yeah and it's been very successful very very successful so mm-hmm. i know a little bit about this stuff so let me just handle this all right yeah you go. just you just you i'll know. just sit here and suck my thumb no, don't do that because you could ruin that silky voice of yours. That's really what we need. We just need your voice. Okay. No more hey. hair plug stuff. No more hair hey. plug stuff because we don't we don't we can't we can't let that ruin the vocal cords. Okay. Do you hear me? And yeah, trust me, I know that. Okay. Okay. That was a lesson um, hard learned. I, I yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. For those of who who haven't read your book, we will be getting into all this stuff. And I will be revealing lots and lots about my uh, my my upbringing in the '90s. It's fascinating. <laughs> um, so here's what you do, okay? You download. Well, you go to podcasts first of all. Yeah. You know, Apple. Right. But or if they're hearing this, don't they know this? How are they hearing? No, but so, what are you sending this out? Well, we have no. We have a trailer that we already released, right? 
But I'm saying but now, if they're listening to you talk about how they're going to get to the podcast, they're already on the podcast. There are people who don't – Who okay, look. You have to subscribe. People listen to podcasts and say, oh, that's cool, and they don't subscribe to them. You have to push the purple subscribe button, and that's what helps us grow, okay? Uh-huh. Not only that, ratings are important. Uh-huh. You have to leave – a rating, rate it uh, five stars, because really, uh, actually, on our personal rating, there is only a five. You can only do five stars. That's right. So, yeah, we're good there. So, yeah, you have to you have to subscribe to the podcast and then rate it. That's how you know we can grow and get bigger and bigger to really reach the masses, to potentially change the world. So there you go. That's so why it. you gotta subscribe. Yeah.